10 to 11 and Acts 1 8. Amen. Now, during my research, I tried to find out some instances in Scripture upon which I could say that uh, Jesus' uh, progress and victory was based on the Holy Spirit. And uh, there were numerous, as a matter of fact. But we're going to hit on three, and then the rest we will just talk in general the word of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen. So, uh, go with me to Luke chapter number 1, verse 35. Luke 1, 35. I, I think mine is the NIV. Yes, so the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Hallelujah. Now, this is when our Virgin Mary was doubting when, he was, when she was told that she was going to have a child and the child is of God and, and that, you know, uh, she's, even though she's not been, um, she's not seen her husband, she's going to have a child and she was like, how is this possible? And this is the answer that the uh, angel of the Lord says. The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. So if you talk about the role of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in Jesus' life, this is it. That's it. We are done. The man was born by the Holy Spirit. So what else do you want to talk about as far as the role is concerned? Did you get a picture? The man was conceived of the Holy Ghost. So you're talking about role? That's him. Right there. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit put in me this saying that from conception to ascension, Jesus' life was a ministry was linked to the Holy Spirit. From conception, from his birth, to the time that he said that I'm going and I will see you again sometime in the future. Jesus' life is intricately woven with the Holy Ghost. Everywhere he went. Even when he was going to be tempted, the Bible says the Spirit led him. Hey! Even when he was going to be tempted by the devil, the Holy Ghost who birthed him brought him to the mountaintop so he would be tempted. So this man didn't do anything but with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So if the Holy Spirit did this for Jesus, then it means that if we are here with the Holy Ghost now, we all know that we are, the dispens we are at the dispensation of the Holy Ghost. Now, we don't see the, uh, Jesus anymore, physically. We don't see God himself, physically. But we know that when Jesus was leaving, he said that, I go, but I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. That he that will comfort you. He that will teach you of the things that I've already told you. He that will remind you. He that will make you strong. I'm going to leave him with you. And so he said, go when he left, they went and prayed. And we, we all know about the story about when, you know, the Holy Ghost came on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. So we are the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. And if Jesus' success was chalked in conjunction with the Holy Ghost, then we have nothing to be... To, that is why, as a matter of fact, Jesus himself said that if you believe in me, you're going to do stuff that is more than I did. 
Hallelujah. Because he only spent 33 years here with the Holy Ghost with him. And we are here all these thousands of years since he has been gone with the Holy Ghost. So he said that if you believe, you have more time here with the Holy Ghost than I had on earth. Hallelujah. You're going to do beyond what I did. Hallelujah. So from conception to ascension, Jesus' life was linked to the Holy Spirit. So that was for conception. Now let's read in his baptism. Matthew chapter number 3 and verse 16 and 17. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open. Let me take my glasses. Sometimes it bothers me. So at that moment, heaven was open. And he saw the Spirit. Everybody say the Spirit. Oh my goodness. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And the voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Hallelujah. His baptism. So from his birth, he grew in the fear and knowledge of God until the time that he was going to be baptized. As a matter of fact, John wanted Jesus to baptize him instead. So when Jesus reached the water where John the Baptist was baptizing, John said, oh my God, you are here, baptize me. And Jesus said, no, 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 bro. That is not why I'm here. You must baptize me. Hallelujah. But Jesus' baptism wasn't just the natural baptism of John. It was a baptism of the Holy Ghost himself. He said, to fulfill all righteousness. So Jesus could have st stood somewhere for the Holy Ghost to baptize him. But he wanted the people to know that John's baptism is good. So he came and he actually told him to fulfill all righteousness. John, please just baptize me. But he knew the Holy Spirit was going to come. So when he came out of the water, the Bible says the heavens opened and the Holy Ghost, the baptizer, came down and he baptized him. The Bible says there was lightning. Now if you go to Acts chapter number 1 verse 8, at the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, they said that they saw fire, lightning on top of their heads. That was the Holy Ghost baptism right there. And the Bible says that they began to speak in tongues. You, you remember that? Hallelujah. So Jesus' ministry, his baptism was also by the Holy Ghost. Hello? By the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. So this man did not do anything but by the Spirit. He did not refuse John's baptism because it was to fulfill our righteousness, he said. But in actuality, he was baptized of the Holy Ghost. He was birthed of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that and the power of the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. You shall conceive. You, you know no man, all right? I know Mary. You haven't seen your husband yet. But I'm talking about somebody who is birthed of the Holy Ghost himself. This man is not a man for being a man's sake. Hallelujah. He is birthed of the Holy Ghost. And as the Holy Spirit has born him again, during his baptism, this same spirit has come to baptize him along with John to fulfill all righteousness. And yet, by the Holy Spirit, he was also baptized. So we have, we have seen his, his birth by the Holy Ghost, his baptism by the Holy Ghost. Now his resurrection after he died too, by the Holy Ghost. 
he did nothing but by the Spirit. Everything. Even though he was God incarnate, he was the son of God completely, he could have just, you know, you know reigned and done all his things. But he did not do anything without the Holy Ghost. He was teaching us that when he lives, he's giving us somebody who is going to make us be able to do the same things as long as we align with that spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Romans chapter number uh, 1 verse 4. And who through the spirit uh, start from verse 3. That way it will make more sense. Regarding his son, who as to his earthly life was descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead. Hallelujah. And who through the spirit, that is the key from verse 4, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead. There's a lot of themes in that particular verse. Who through the spirit of holiness, as the Holy Ghost, right? And who through the spirit of holiness was appointed. He was appointed the son of God even by the Holy Ghost. Hello? Are you saying that? That's a mystery for us today. Even his sonship, the Bible says that he was appointed of the son of God by the Holy Spirit. And not only that, but also through his resurrection from the dead by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So the, Jesus, we are talking about the role of the Holy Spirit is, is 100%. To, 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 to be in short, it's 100%. From birth, baptism, sonship, death, and resurrection. Hallelujah. That is all by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And so today, if we are here and we are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, then we can do much, much, much more, as he even also intimated, saying that if you believe in me, the things that I did, you can do far more than I did. Hallelujah. Why? Because I go, but I will live with you what? The Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'm not leaving you as orphans. I'm giving you the same spirit who birthed me. I'm giving you the same spirit who baptized me. I'm giving you the same spirit who also led me into sonship. And I'm giving you the same spirit who resurrected me. The Bible says that and if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he that quickened him. He, the same spirit, he shall quicken your mortal bodies and you shall be strong. Hallelujah. Same by the same spirit that, that, that Jesus lived, Jesus died, Jesus rose and ascended. That, that same spirit, we are here today. And we are not going to be left as of us. Hallelujah. Amen. By the same spirit. So in short, the role of the spirit of God, of, of Jesus' ministry, as we have said, is from conception to ascension. And in between, we have learned about the birth, the birthing by the spirit. We have learned about the baptism of the Holy Ghost on Jesus himself. And then, the resurrection, the death and the resurrection, all by the Spirit. That concludes 
the summary of what Jesus had with uh, the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now let's broaden our scope of the things that Jesus had, the advantages of the Holy Ghost on his life and upon which we can also dwell today. Amen. Now the first one I want us to, to talk about is by wisdom and revelation. The Holy Spirit in Jesus' life gave him wisdom. Anytime and anywhere he was, he was able to discern. He was able to know what to say at each point in time by the Spirit. Hallelujah. And if you read in Ephesians 1.17, the Bible says that, I keep asking that God, our Lord Jesus Christ, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Who is the spirit of wisdom? Hello? Who is the spirit of wisdom and of revelation? The Holy Ghost. And that is what we have. May give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. You may know God better. Hallelujah. So today, the role of the Holy Ghost in your life today and in my life today is that he will give us wisdom and revelation. Hello? Hello? So that if there is anything that is hidden, any mysteries in life, anything, anything that makes us you know, uh, uh, make, makes us afraid. Anything that make, make us unsure about the future, that same spirit that reveals the secrets of man is able to show them to us. Hallelujah. For that is one role of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Amen? Now, if we read in Daniel, we all know the story about Daniel. Daniel chapter number 4, verse 8 to 9. The Bible says that finally Daniel came to, the, to my presence and I told him the dream. He is called Belshazzar after the name of my God. And the spirit of the holy gods is in him. Hallelujah. That's where I want you to keep your focus on. The spirit of the holy gods. Now the king, during that time, they did not perform uh, you know, something called holy ghost. They just knew that there is a spirit. They just knew that there is something unique about this Daniel. And that uniqueness was attributed to the spirit of God. Hallelujah. So he said that, and the spirit of the gods are in him. Verse 9. I said, Betishas, a chief of the magicians, I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in you. And no mystery is too difficult for you. Hallelujah. Here is my dream. Interpret it. Hello? So the law of the Holy Spirit is that he reveals mysteries. I don't know what dreams you are having. My dream, it could be anything at all you are going through in life. It may be a dream. Hallelujah. It may be a dream for something you want to achieve in the future. It's a dream. Hallelujah. It may be a challenge, a particular thing that challenges and baffles your mind. You, you, you think left or right. You, you look in books. You, you ask people for their opinion and yet you cannot understand what is going on. That is a dream. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that the spirit of the Holy Ghost is in Daniel. That is why he's able to interpret. So today the role of the Holy Ghost in you right now is to reveal to you every hidden thing in life. Hallelujah. Anything that is a mystery concerning your life, concerning your education, your marriage, your children, everything. The Holy Ghost is the one that has answers. Hallelujah. Because he possesses the ability to reveal that which is uh, uh, hidden. Hallelujah. And that is why the king, even though he was not a follower of God, they could tell that there was something about Daniel and it is the spirit of God. Ah, for an unbeliever to tell that the spirit of God is on somebody means they have seen it with their own eyes. 
Hallelujah. And may God let people see it with their own eyes that the Spirit of God is upon your life. Hallelujah. Why? Because there is nothing that baffles you. you. You can interpret every situation in life. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's move on because of time. Now, the other role of the Holy Spirit, apart from revealing God to us and revealing unto us the things that are hidden in life, is that He makes us strong and steadfast. Hallelujah. You know, in, in, in contrast with Jesus, when Jesus was in, in His ministry, you know, this, he, I, thought, I, I think of himself as a lone man all the time. You know, even though he called the 12 people to go with him. But imagine these Pharisees, these people who were learned, you know, people of the law, who were making sure that everything is on, on, on the path where they should be. And Jesus will stand up and declare with boldness certain things, and then they will be, at some point, he drove people from the temple. Hallelujah. This, this was a guy that was just born. They all saw him growing up, you know, a carpenter's son, and he had the authority to drive people out because he knew what they were doing was wrong. He was firm. Why? But by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The Spirit, when the Spirit of God is on you, you are steadfast. You are firm. You, you do not compromise. You know when it's right, it is right. Hallelujah. He was firm. That is the role that was on him by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. If you read in Psalm 51, verse 10 to 12, the Bible says, Psalm 5, 1, 10 to 12, the Bible says, that create in me a pure heart. That was David. Oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So being steadfast is a color, it's an attribute of the Holy Ghost. It is something that is linked to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So men like us, Hallelujah. We are not allowed here. But when we are shaking, we must check our link with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. For a strong man must be a man who is connected to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Not strength in muscle. Hallelujah. And if it was muscle, I can't be. <laughs> Hallelujah. But your connection with the Holy Spirit will make you firm. That's why David said that renew a steadfast spirit within me. So steadfastness comes by the Holy Ghost. Being firm, being strong. A young person saying that I will not defend myself. I will wait until my marriage day before I see a man or before I see a woman. Being firm, being able to say that and living up to it can only happen if you are connected to the Holy Ghost. Because you see, that gives you the ability to stand firm. Hallelujah. So David said, renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Or take away your Holy Spirit from me. Hallelujah. Go to verse 12. It says, that Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And then look at the last uh, line. It says, and grant me a willing spirit. Everybody say a willing spirit. The spirit that is able to say that this is what I'm doing. I am not turning to the left. I'm not turning to the right. That is a, that is a moment of strength. That is a moment of steadfastness. That comes when you have the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So that is the second role of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' life and in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 8 verse 15. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave to fear. Hallelujah. That gives you a... Pardon me, let me drink some water. Hallelujah. Amen. This weather has been here for a long time. Oh. Blessed Jesus. <laughs> Nobody drinks it. 
since he's been here. I've, I've been watching. <laughs> Hallelujah. I break, I break that protocol. Amen. So, the Bible says in Romans 8.15, For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received a spirit of sonship. Remember our earlier scripture we read that but the Holy Ghost himself is the one that orchestrated Jesus' sonship, right? The power to be a son. And now, this is a repetition here. It says that, for we did not receive the spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. So if you have the Holy Ghost, you are steadfast, you are firm, you are bold, you, you, you do not compromise, you know what you're doing. And that is exactly what Jesus' Jesus's life showed to us, all his ministry. Driving out sin when it is sin, saying that no is no. Not compromising because all friends are doing it. Hallelujah. I never, I didn't see Jesus compromise even with his disciples. Hallelujah. When they argue with him firmly on things that were rational, if it was wrong, he would say it was wrong. Hallelujah. His ear was cut on the road to, to you know, when they were arresting him. They cut off his ear. That was right. That, uh, uh, they, they argued that, no, let's kill them. Hallelujah. Let's, let's just, just kill these people. Peter said, ah, hey. No, no, no. Just call the angels. Let them come and slaughter these people. It was right, right? Oh, they could have slaughtered them. He could still have gone to uh, the cross at another time. He would still have died anyway, right? Just to prove something, you know, I'm Jesus, you know? You know what I'm saying? I'm Jesus. But when he says it's right, his right becomes right. It doesn't move. He was firm by the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is one other role of the Holy Ghost in our life. Firmness. Firmness. Not compromising to the things of the world. Or to peer pressure all over the world. Now this, this world today, um, if you don't take care, you, 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 you will be stolen. Even in churches. The churches are going on that make sure that if there is no prophet in the church, then there is no pastor. They make sure that every church has a prophet. Every church. Because if you don't tell people what you know, they want to hear, then they won't come. So it's become like a peer pressure too. So big and small churches, every assembly they want to have, like I'm not talking about prophets like we have, but like ministry as prophets who people come and say, I can see the underwear you're wearing is green. It means that tomorrow your mother is going to die. That kind of prophet I'm talking about, hallelujah. It is happening. And even in, in, in Ghana, some people, it's like every family, they have a prophet. Some happy in my own family. So they won't do anything unless the prophet says yes. And if they are going to do something and it's wrong and the prophet says it's good, don't convince them otherwise because the prophets have said it's good. Peer pressure. Pressure from every side, including in ministry. People want us to do stuff that everybody is doing. We got to look forward. Hallelujah. Last time pastor was saying, he said, stay focused. Look ahead. Hallelujah. Be firm and do the things that are right. Don't compromise because that is what Jesus did by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now, let's move on. The other... This is time. The other um, role that we see of the Holy Ghost is that he gives us power. Everybody say power. The role of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' life was to empower him. And same to us. He grants us power to do that which is not possible. Hallelujah. If you read 
It starts in Isaiah chapter number 63, verse 11 to 14. Then his people recall the days of old, the days of Moses and his people. Where is he who brought them out, who brought the sea? With a shepherd of, of his flock. Where is he who set his Holy Spirit among them? Note that. Even in the Old Testament, Isaiah was referring to the Holy Spirit. Where is he who set his Holy Spirit among them? Who sent his glorious arm of power to be at Moses' right hand? Who divided the waters before them? to gain for himself everlasting renown. Who led them through the depths like a horse in open country, and they did not stumble. Like cattle that go down to the plain, they were given rest by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. By the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. This is how glorious you guided your people to make yourself glorious, a glorious name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The other version that I have, it says that, no, it says the arm of power, the glorious arm of power of God. Hallelujah. The glorious arm of power of God is the spirit. Hallelujah. So this is how you guided your people to make yourself a glorious name. Leo, do you have another version? Who led them by the right hand of Moses with his glorious arm? That's what I was looking for. That's the New King James, right? Good. With his glorious arm, dividing the water before them to make for himself an everlasting name. The glorious arm of God is the power of God. And per our reading before that, it is the Holy Ghost. Let's go back to uh, verse 14. Like the cattle go down to the plain, they were given rest by the Spirit of the Lord, by the Holy Spirit. And then he said, the glorious arm of God. Hallelujah. So in other words, the, the glorious arm of God is the power of the Holy Ghost. Is the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Power of the Holy Ghost. When we talk about power, a Christian having power, the role of the Holy Spirit is that which empowers us. We talk about power, power, power. The power is Holy Ghost. For us now, the power of God in our lives is the Holy Ghost in our lives. Amen. Now, if you read in Acts, Acts chapter number 1 verse 8, said, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Hallelujah. You shall receive power when what? The Holy Spirit has come upon you. So the role of the Spirit of God in our lives, as it was in, the, in, in Jesus' life, is to empower us. If you want to tell me that you are powerful, I have to see the Holy Ghost on you. I have to be able to sense that you are full of the Spirit of God. 
In fact, if I see that you're full of the Holy Spirit, you don't need to tell me you are powerful. Hallelujah. Because he's the simplest, he's the one that brings power. He's the glorious arm of God on our lives. When the Holy Spirit has filled you, when you are bubbling with the Spirit of God, when the Spirit of God is so much in you, upon you, if you are able to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit, oh my goodness, power becomes yours. You divide and devise things by the power of God. Beloved, I want to be powerful. And the only thing that makes me powerful is not, it's not a fact, it's good to pray. Prayer is very good. But pray when you pray, leave time to pray, open your arms and tell the Holy Spirit to fill you. If your prayer becomes one which is inclusive of infilling of the Holy Ghost, you are more powerful. Hallelujah. Because the Spirit himself is power. Hallelujah. So show me a powerful Christian and let me see if he is full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So that is one specific role that the Holy Spirit has in our lives. That is what he did for Jesus. When Jesus fasted and prayed and everything, when he came and he was full of the Holy Ghost. And as I alluded to earlier, the Holy Spirit himself led him to be tempted, right? He was full of power. And so the Spirit knew that there's no way the devil was going to win that temptation. That's why he brought him up to be tempted. He was, he was bubbling with the Holy Ghost. Ah, I, I wish I was full. My goodness. We are going to pray. I know we are going to pray. Either tonight or to here, here or tonight, we are going to pray for the, for the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Like in the Acts of the Apostles, when the people gathered at the, at the upper room and they were praying and calling the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that the Spirit of God came and they began to speak in an unknown tongue. Hallelujah. And some people who were passing by said, I can hear my language. These people are from Ghana and yet they are speaking French. Hallelujah. Why? The power has come. Oh, may the power of God fill us today. Power, 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 power. Ephesians 1, 19 to 20. Let's start from uh, actually 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. No. Ephesians, that was good too. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in Christ Jesus. Keep going. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. Hallelujah. 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 You see, the power is like the, the power is like the working of his mighty strength he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Now the Holy Ghost power is like the, the, the power that he, he exerted during when Christ was being resurrected. You know, that for me, is the ultimate time of power display, the resurrection. I don't know about you, but I think that the devil knew this Jesus had been bluffing. I will die. In three days, I will rise. I will go. I'll build, I'll break this temple and I'll build it in three days. And he, he made it known publicly that he was going to die and going to resurrect in three days. And after that, he was going to become the Lord and everything. And you know this devil didn't like that. 
If you were the devil, would you agree that Jesus should rise up? You wouldn't. This man has already shown that he is God's son. He's already won the, the challenge you threw at him at the height. And now he is bluffing that he's going to die and he's going to rise up. I knew in the spirit there were giants guiding to, guiding to make sure that that grave doesn't open up. Oh my goodness. If, you, if I was the devil, I would have done sin. Ah, not the one. God bless you. Sorry. Yes, you sorry. Hey! I'm going to get a little bit sorry. No, I'm not sorry. No, I'm going to be young. I'm going to also. The devil was alert. Nobody is going to get out from this grave. He surrounded all the demonics, the demoniacs from everywhere in the world. But it's less bad. Let's make sure that nobody rises up. So Jesus is born home on this world. So yeah, born into a deal. The soldiers were alert. My God. So when the Bible says that, that power that he's talking about is the power is like the power that lifted Christ from the dead. He's telling you that it was it was the dynamus. Oh my goodness. In the name of Jesus. The enemies were there making sure Jesus doesn't rise. But Jesus rose because there was power beyond power. Hey, you have some saying that when my God needs some, I go, what? Where power needs power, receive real power. Hallelujah. Real power showed up at the graveside of Jesus. The resurrection was deep. Hallelujah. It bulldozed all the demoniacs, all the principalities, all the spiritual wickedness that I mentioned even in Ephesians 6.10. All of them were there, ready to ensure that this Jesus doesn't get up. But the demonomus and the power of God came. The resurrection power is the power of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says that that power, that Paul is saying that he wish that we know of this power. That power was there to lift Jesus. This is the power of the Holy Ghost. May you be filled with the Holy Ghost this morning. Oh, may the Spirit empower you this morning. May the resurrection power be your portion. In the name of Jesus. There are two powers in the scriptures that I'm really fond of. The resurrection power and the power in the blood. Hallelujah. But at this Easter, the resurrection power is the one we're talking about. Hallelujah. And this power is the power that lifts people up. Oh, I don't know your situation, but the Lord is here. That if you're going through anything, just rely on the Holy Ghost power. The power that is able to lift up the dead. Not just the dead. The dead that is being guarded to be prevented from rising up. That power that defeats them and lifts them up. That power is available for you today. In the name of Jesus. The last one that we pray. He prevents the Holy Ghost. The last rule, the fourth one. The Holy Ghost prevents and keeps us away from sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 6, 5 to 11. And then we read Romans 8, 11. Romans 3, 21. Romans 22. I'm sorry. Romans 3, 22 to 24. Romans 8, 15. And then we bring it to a close. Romans 6, 11. I'm sorry. 6, 5 to 11. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Hallelujah. I like that. Hallelujah. So if we have been, go back please. If we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. All right? Go on. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, 
that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Go on. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Go on. Now if we died in Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more, death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. And the last one, likewise you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ. Hallelujah. Now let me give you the reason why I included this. We already talked about the power of the resurrection, right? Hallelujah. Now, the Bible is saying that if we have died, we all know, we all know, that's, that's one of the one of the things we know as believers, especially of this church, that we died with Christ and then we were raised with him. And the death we died with Christ, that it was the end of our sinful nature. Hallelujah. That is when we buried our sins. And then when we rose up, we are risen, we are raised up unto a new life of righteousness. That is what all this scripture says. Hallelujah. Therefore, we do not no longer live for sin. The power of sin has no more effect over us. Why? Because at the resurrection, Jesus overcame the sin that was there. Hallelujah. I, you, you, can, you can equate sin to death at this side. So when Jesus was dead, sin was dead. Hallelujah. That's your, your sin and my sin were dead at that time. When Jesus rose up, then we were raised unto righteousness. So you and I are no longer sinners. Hello? You may sin, you may make a mistake, but you are not a sinner. Hallelujah. The fact that you are living here doesn't make you an American. You can be, hey, I am a natural citizen, naturalized, right? But people come, and sometimes it is so bad. I'm, I'm ready to give them shot, this COVID shot. Ready to give them shot. They look at you, hey, now where are you from? I'm from here. Why are you asking me that question? Hello, I'm a citizen. No amount of naturalization can change. Hello? That is what it is. So, the fact that you make, you sin, in fact, the fact that you do something wrong doesn't change you to become a sinner. Hello? You are raised with Christ unto righteousness. That's why the Bible says that the righteousness that you have is not yours. It's the righteousness of God that has been imputed upon you. Hallelujah! Amen. So yes, we, we preach and we tell you don't sin. Don't do this. Don't make this mistake. Some of us have been raised in places where we taught. We taught that drinking alcohol, you know, as long as the moment your eyes begin to roll, you stop, you are good. That's, that's what some people were taught. Hello? Now, if you come to Christ, we say, your body is, a, is, a, is the temple of God. Don't put those stuff in you. Hallelujah. We encourage you to stop. But if by chance you go somewhere and you are tempted and you drink one bottle, don't say that I'm no longer a Christian. Come back. Repent. Hallelujah. Just pray God forgive me. Come back. I don't know if that's the, the best example I could use. I don't want any one of us to ever leave this faith just because they made a mistake. And trust me, the mistake can be a horrible one. Sometimes, 
maybe until I became aware of this knowledge and understanding, I always judged myself so much that I was always afraid in going to, to before God. Because I do something and I come to God and I'm like, oh God, I did this so, I did this so. So the consciousness of sin, as it said in Romans, was so much that everything about you is sin, sin, sin. So the Bible says that the power of sin was raining on you. You were under the power of sin. Everything is condemnation. But the Bible says in Romans that for there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk no longer after the flesh. As long as you have alleviated yourself from being of a fleshly mind, you have accepted the Lord as your Savior, living as a Christian. When you make a mistake, come back. Because the Bible says that you die to sin. Jesus cannot die again. Your sins have been done away with. The, the, the salvation you have when you were resurrected, the resurrection is one time. Hallelujah. You are a believer. You are a holy one. You are a child of God. You may have mistakes. You may not be mature in certain things, but that doesn't make anything. It doesn't change your citizenship of heaven. You are still Christ. As long as you remain in the faith. Hallelujah. Just catch yourself when you're going through. And come right back and say, Lord, I'm sorry. And forget about it. Hallelujah. And let God's righteousness permeate to your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We are about to close. And let's read. I think because of time, I'll skip some of the scriptures. Let's, let's do uh, Romans 3.21. But now a righteousness from God apart from the law has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. The righteousness of, from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Romans 8.15 For you did not receive the spirit of bondage gained to fear but you receive the spirit of adoption. You go out in boldness. Be a Christian that is bold. Be a Christian that can face the enemy and, 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 and tell them that, hey, buddy, as for me, I'm a, I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. Not an afraid woman, afraid, afraid man Christian. When sometimes I'm in my house and uh, in, in the basement, I, I stay in my basement a lot, and everybody is out of the house. And once in a while, I'll hear, congrain. Hallelujah. This is a true story. And concrying, ah, nobody's in the house. So what is concrying? I'm like, oh, forget it. Some of you are yes, but yeah. This will be better than Baha Bay concrying. Hallelujah. Amen. One time I was a little concerned. Not knowing is the heat. You know, when the heat is doing this thing, it starts making ta 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 ta. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't be an afraid woman, afraid man. Know that this Christ that you have, he has made you righteous. He set you up on a pedestal, on a hill. You are the shining star of the city, wherever you are. If there is no Christian, you are the hope of life in that area. Hallelujah. Because you have been resurrected from sin. You have, from the death to a new life. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let's 
be on our feet. We have 30 minutes to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I am free. Hallelujah. 